This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Nothing behind me, everything ahead of me, as is ever so on the road. Jack Kerouac. You know, I'm okay with that life. Yeah, I mean, after many life experiences uh i there was trauma and whatnot to get through um you know from from many eras of my life uh but you just you know part of this was going out and and working through it a step at a time and i finally got to the point where you know one day i was i was walking up a hill i i want to say it was in colorado and uh my shadow was being cast in front of me uh, not not an unusual thing, you know, uh, but I, I looked down and my first thought was I'd follow that guy. And it hit me. That's the first time I ever felt that way about myself. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freaking Mirpod. John Freakin' Muir Pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long. With your host and renaissance man, Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. Welcome back to another week on the trail, dirt bags and hiker trash. I'm Doc and this is the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Let's start off with a reminder. If you are enjoying the podcast, take just a minute, help us out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not enjoying the pod, well, 
Just go ahead and keep that to yourself. All right. This week, we are reaching back into our little black book and calling on one of our favorite former guests. The last time we talked to him in season four, episode one, he called in from under a tarp out on perhaps the longest trail you'll find out there. Welcome back to the John Freaking Your Pod, Jason O. Cook. How's it going, Jason? I just want to clarify, the O is a middle initial. It's not part of your last name, Jason O. Cook. <laughs> Correct. Uh, going pretty well, man. I appreciate you uh, having me on again. Um, Absolutely. You had to come back on. Yeah, just uh, busting out some miles. And... Nice. Uh, last time <laughs> you were on, it was the first episode I recorded with my new Tascam mini studio creator. And I think I had the volume settings a little bit off on my voice. And so while your voice came through nice and clear, I think I was a little over amplified. So we're going to correct that situation right now by doing a follow-up interview and, and, and getting the very best audio <laughs> right on. out there. Yeah, uh, I'm, I am having to sit outside. The uh, internet doesn't reach into my little cabin room thingy. Um, and so I'm having to sit out front here and, and, I hope the, the background noise isn't <laughs> isn't too much. Well, I think it just adds to the ambiance. And if you're tuning in on on YouTube, I mean, what a great background we got! We got some nature shots there. Where are you, where are you calling in from, Jason? <laughs> uh, I am in East Glacier Village right now. Uh, just finished up with uh, knocking out the prairies again, basically, and uh, getting ready to jump on the PNT. Okay. All right. Now let's remind folks of uh, your trail name out there. What, what, what do you go by? Uh, my trail name is Eternal. Um, and basically, it, you know, it's kind of what you would imagine. Uh, they said, well, you're, you know, you're the eternal hiker, so that should be your name. And I said, well, let's go with it. <laughs> because you are on a long trail. A very long trail. You, how, how long have you been out, and what is what is the expected distance once you, once you're all finished? What's the completion mileage? Uh, should be about sixteen thousand when I'm all done. And uh, September first was officially two years on this attempt, uh, and so it's been it's been a long road, and it's uh, it's starting to come to a close. It's kind of at the climax right now. I'm about to get into the climax and then uh, just a little bit of a cool down walk. And then I'm done with the, with the infinity loop. <laughs> wow. Two years and it's called the infinity loop, 16,000 miles. How many miles do you have left? Uh, 2,000, 2,500, somewhere in that range. Okay. Well, you're almost done. I mean, it's just, just about there in comparison, right? For most people, uh, yeah. that would be, that would be one of their, that'd be a long through hike, but you're coming in on the, on the end, end of it all here. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's a bit surreal to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm pretty focused on this next section at the moment. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to try and go ahead and knock out, uh, going to attempt an FKT on the, the Pacific Northwest trail. And, um, I, I just feel like at this point in this journey, I'm probably never going to be more prepared. And honestly, I feel like I've leveled up so many times and, uh, my, my training peaked as I got here. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely in the best condition of my life and, uh, I'm, I'm feeling confident, uh, 
so you know just uh uh some good decisions to be made and some getting my ass kicked and uh and a little luck and i should i should knock this thing out in 25 or 26 days okay so that was gonna be my question how how long how many miles is the pnt 1250 1250 and do you know the current fkt it is 27 days uh 13 hours and 32 minutes i believe um nick fowler i believe was the guy's name who said it uh that would have been last year and um i'm gonna shoot for i i feel like 26 is doable uh where i'm at right now uh 26 days um so that's gonna kind of be my 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 goal uh if i can push it to 25 days then you know that'd be even better uh we'll see how it goes though so I'm doing some quick math here. We do uh 1250 divided by 26. That is that's about 48 miles a day, Eternal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going to be shooting for about 50 a day. Wow. That, you know, basically two marathons a day for for 26 days. For, yeah. <laughs> but like you said, I mean you've been uh, out there. You've been you've been building those those trail legs for going on two years now. I mean, if if, if for, ever there was yeah, time just over two this, years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got all my systems are dialed in. My nutrition is is on point. It's where it needs to be. Um, I just uh, just got some new gear, um, and uh, I mean, everything is dialed in. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling like this is legitimately possible and to be perfectly honest like i said i feel like i leveled up again uh just as i got here and i'm kind of excited to see what i can do now you know like this uh this human body we've been given man it's it's a pretty amazing thing and uh and i'm i'm having a lot of fun seeing seeing what it can do yeah (laughs) people are amazing i am constantly amazed at the things people People are, are doing it. The, the guests that I've had on the podcast, um, just always bringing a new perspective, a new accomplishment, uh, just just amazing. Yeah. And your your body is is capable of so much more than you think it might be. Absolutely, um, that's that's definitely one of my big takeaways so far. And another one would be uh, your your brain is your most important piece of gear. Um, and you know. Yes, our bodies are amazing, but it takes uh, some good decisions uh, to ensure we are able to continue uh, doing these things we want to do and and not break ourselves, but actually continue to progress. Yes, and you mentioned gear, so... The Must Bring Gear Review. That brings us to the Must Bring Gear Review, <laughs> sponsored by the Ultralight Backpacking Gear Company, Six Moon Designs. And you've been through this before, but let me just remind our listeners... If you were to let a stranger pack your bag with pretty much generic gear for a multi-day hike or a a 16,000-mile hike, uh, what is the (laughs) one specific piece of gear you'd insist on being packed? And let's assume, just for the sake of argument, that you've packed your brain. So you can't can't say your brain. Um, Uh, Eternal, what what is your must-bring piece of gear? Um, Well, you took the good one away from me, so let's (laughs) see. Uh, um does food bag count no i'm (laughs) um no i think uh 
you know, I'm loving, I'm loving this Jolly Gear shirt. It's, it's doing amazing things for me. I stay cooler in it than I, than I do anything else. Um, it's super comfortable and super lightweight. Uh, I'm also loving my, uh, my quilt from El Coyote Quilts. Uh, they're alpha light, man. I just washed it and the, the loft came back just like brand new. And I've got, got like 5,000 miles on this thing, maybe a little more. And, uh, it's, it's just holding up like a champ and I am, I I've, I've developed a bit of an emotional connection with it. <laughs> I, you know, when, oh. okay. We um, ran into a little bit of a glitch uh -oh. there, but it sounds like your, uh, your quilt, uh, from El Coyote is, has become like a security blanket to you. I think is what, is what we heard. And you've really, it's really grown on you. It, it really has, man. Uh, I, like I said, I, I love that thing and, uh, it's, it's definitely, um, it, it, yeah, it's my uh, emotional support, I suppose, at this point. <laughs> there you go. And you know what? You're not the first person to to mention the Jolly Gear shirt in the last couple of weeks, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check out the uh, the Jolly Gear shirt. You better get on it, man. They released their pre order, and if I'm not mistaken, they're already selling out of a, a couple of patterns and sizes. So you, you might wanna you might wanna get on that quick. As soon as we're done here tonight, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Highly recommend it. Okay. Now, what does what does the what what does the well prepared Infinity Trail hiker what does this pack look like? What, what's your base weight? Uh, right now, I for this coming up trek, um, I am going to be at about fifteen pounds. Um, and so I've got a base layer from head to toe. Uh, I've got, uh, that's including balaclava and liner gloves, merino wool. Um, I've got uh, Gore-Tex rain mitts. I've got a full rain suit. Um, I've got a puffy jacket that's probably a little heavier than I actually need. But um, I'm also coming into the time of year in the part of the country where, yeah, you know, I, I might see some, some crazy weather. So uh, I'm, I'm probably, I'm leaning towards a little over-prepared, trying to balance that with weight uh, at this point. Um, I've got, a, you know, a little titanium cook kit, um, Snow Peak stove, um, you know, in my, my food bag. Uh, I've got some Pepto-Bismol <laughs> tablets. <laughs> um, uh that's just in case sometimes uh sometimes um altitude and extreme exertion will you know cause me to lose an appetite or cause me to feel kind of have an upset stomach um and so uh the pepto tends to help with that um uh i've got my sawyer squeeze um and a pair of compression socks the jolly gear some short shorts um buff uh you know that's i mean garmin uh but there's there's really not much to it i do have a i do have a bivy sack my quilt uh a z light uh -huh. and um a little tarp okay all right and i, I like the way that you kind of uh, said that you're over, a little over prepared knowing 
you know, the region that you're in and the time of year. And so, you know, using that most valuable piece of gear that you have, your brain, you know, this is this is the time, I think, to to be a little bit overprepared rather than be right on the cutting edge of being ultra light. Yeah, uh, that tends to be the way I've I've grown over the course of this trek anyway. Um, uh, it's, a, you know, it's a. It, I've been through enough crap, I guess, <laughs> that uh, I can. I. I I feel like I, I would rather carry a little bit of extra weight um, due to some of the, you know, the extreme weather events and things that I've been through than I would, than I would be underprepared. Uh, you know, that being said, I, I go for things like uh, fell safeness. Uh, so I don't use an inflatable sleeping pad. You know, I use the closed cell phone unless I'm on snow and ice. Uh, you know, so there's, there's trade-offs um, and you, you try to, you try to, accommodate yourself the best you can and sometimes you can utilize your natural surroundings to make your your uh your experience a little better but you know that's a that's <laughs> yep gotcha gotcha now we're gonna move on to it's the hiking pole the hiking pole i think ah. you did this the, the last time as well and I, I have i have a couple of different iterations of the hiking pole it's a seven question survey it's going to help me determine okay. uh, your level of sanity. But I think the first time we did this, I had my co-host with me, Chopper, right? And we, yep. we gave you the serious hiking pool with uh, questions about your stance on things related to hiking. Is that correct? All right. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. Since we've already heard from you on that, I'm going to change it up on you a little bit here. I'm going to totally surprise you. We're going to wrestle with some big issues out in society. I want to see which which uh, side of the fence oh, you fall on. <laughs> All right. All right. So these don't don't put these when I ask these questions. Don't put them in any kind of hiking perspective. It's not related to hiking. It's it's just related to to real life. Well, I think hiking is real life. Oh, it is. I mean, having been out there for more than two years, it, it is absolutely real life. Yes. I, I was I was going to say everyday life, but it is your everyday life. So that, does, that doesn't make yeah, sense. I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a day hiker. <laughs> yeah, every day, all day, every, every day. day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. All right, here we go. Question number one. Do you sleep right. with your socks on? It depends on the temperature. <laughs> but i prefer no socks i prefer nude uh if we're perfectly oh. honest i mean okay hey we're, just... we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here all right <laughs> that's just the best way to do it you know but uh <laughs> oh natural <laughs> oh yes okay. especially with some good soft sheets oh <laughs> You know, I forgot to preface this with uh, on the hiking pole. There's an automatic 20 point deduction for anybody who's a long trail through hiker, like the PCT, the AT, um, the CDT. But I think there's there's an automatic 30 point deduction if you are hiking the <laughs> trail. Yeah, so, I would I, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So your your maximum your maximum high score is 70, and I have to say you've already lost some points uh, with your first. So here we go. <laughs> Question, question number two. Question number two. Does pineapple belong on pizza? 
Absolutely, man. In theory, it's it's a great. You've got the the acidity, you've got the sweetness, and then you you go with the ham, and that's got the saltiness and that savory, you know, the umami and all of it. That's oh, and it, yeah, and it balances out just so perfectly. So I absolutely do believe pineapple belongs on pizza. All right, hey Eternal, you just recoup some points there. That's good. That's a great answer. <laughs> right on. Right yeah. on. All right, number number three. Do you roll your toilet paper over? or under what kind of monster puts it under exactly I mean, right exactly <laughs> that's a sociopath right there <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's, it's out or nothing i mean <laughs> now you you sound strongly committed on this one um so i have to ask oh, the absolutely question. this is a follow-up question it doesn't count as question number four it's just this is ancillary to, to question number three if you find yourself at a relative's house or a friend's house and they've got to go in the other direction, are you so are you so adamant on this point that you'll fix it for them? Oh, I will fix it for them. I don't <laughs> always do it. <laughs> but yes, that is that is one of those things that I I will definitely fix. <laughs> okay. It's like the the crooked picture, you know, hanging on the wall. You can't just walk by that. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's right. Very good. All right. Question number four, cats or dogs? Uh, I think I prefer dogs. Um, always have. Although I, I had a cat, it I I was cooking at the time uh, professionally and, and came home more from uh, late from work one night. And this little thing had, had clearly just been weaned and was just sitting there on the doorstep meowing at me. So I picked it up and took it inside and uh, cared for it and named it Biscuit. And uh, that, that cat kind of changed my mind on cats in general. So um, I, I'm not opposed to cats, but I prefer dogs. Biscuit. I love it. Do you have a dog named Gravy? <laughs> uh no that might be the next one though <laughs> <laughs> all right question number one two three four question number five question number five do you do you use the oxford comma i i do prefer the oxford comma but in uh i would say everyday text speech i i don't necessarily use it I, I, I can forgive that. I mean, text, you know, there's a lot of shorthand in, in texting, uh, a lot of shortcuts. Uh, but yeah. in your in your professional writing, in your professional communications, you prefer the Oxford comma. I prefer the Oxford comma. Yeah, so do I. So do I. <laughs> okay. Question number six. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I have to say if it's on the bun, yeah. I, I would I would count it as a sandwich if it's on the bun. If it's just a hot dog, then no. I mean, it's 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 a component. <laughs> if it's just the round cylindrical piece of piece of meat on just on the table, then it's it's not a sandwich. But you're saying if it's in the bun, it is a sandwich. Exactly. It, it qualifies. I mean, yes. You know, you've got your bread. You got you got all of it. <laughs> 
Yeah, there are. It's strange. There are people who are just vehemently opposed to the hot dog being a sandwich. I mean, they will die on that hill. No, no matter what <laughs> what uh, inaccuracy or or inconsistency I, I point out to them, they they just will not have it. Yeah, I I, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. <laughs> okay. Last question. If you had a time machine, if time travel were possible, but Oof. it only had two settings, 100 years in the future or 100 years in the past, which way? Which way do you go? Ooh, man, that's a tough call because I think both would be exciting. You know, the, the advantage to going in the past is you at least have some sort of roadmap and, and you, you can have some understanding. You go into the future, you, you have no clue what you're going to find, you know? So, uh, I mean, that, uh, I don't know, man. I'd have to think about that one for a while. <laughs> that might be, yeah, uh, I mean, who, might be who knows, of, who knows what you might show, you know, hundred years in the future. I mean, just the way things have gone in the last 10 years, you know, what exactly, what, what could you be walking into? Yeah. And I mean, you look at the rate of techno technological advancement and all that. I True. mean, it's going to be an entirely different world. Okay. So let me do some quick math here for you, Eternal. I got to carry the three. So you got to divide by pi, going to multiply by root five, and we're going to adjust for the blood pressure <laughs> of someone who is 14,000 miles into his hike. And I come up with the score of 58. Oh, yeah. 58. <laughs> I mean, it's still failing, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's on it's on i mean if 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 you're saying you know sanity scale zero to a hundred so 50 is kind of the midpoint you're on the you're on the the saner side of of that half though that's true i i believe i scored higher last time but i, I believe this one is probably more accurate yeah okay <laughs> nice all right hey let's uh before we get too much further down the trail let's let's back up a little bit and just remind everybody you know where you grew up kind of your background uh, and how you got involved in the through hiking cult? Um, so I grew up in Eastern North Carolina, um, farming community, uh, and went to UNC Chapel Hill, uh, joined the army, um, got out of the army, uh, at that point was of the, the mindset that I was not going to be running anywhere unless something was chasing me. Um, and then eventually, <laughs> eventually, uh, I, I ended up, um, just kind of getting back into being outdoors more and, and the more I pushed myself, the bigger it got. I've always kind of, I've always been an endurance athlete anyway, or anyway, but, uh, I, I did take that, that brief break. Um, but yeah, I kind of. I slowly got into, into backpacking, um, have always been into the outdoors. Um, and most of my stuff was, uh, backcountry route finding, you know, picking a, a really cool spot and, and figuring out how to get there. Um, and I, you know, I've done a bunch of trails and stuff and basically the, I always knew I wanted to do something ridiculous and uh the more i planned uh i saw that what i'm doing right now was possible and so i uh i it just kind of snowballed 
And eventually I realized this is my ridiculous thing. Uh, you know, and here I am. You know, Eternal, I'm always on the lookout for a good title to the episode. And that that sentence right there, I've always wanted to do something ridiculous. I mean, that I mean, it, it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> hey, any plenty brothers of time and to sisters? think of one-liners. That's right. Uh, any I have brothers a, and sisters? I have a younger brother. Uh, he's in the Air Force. And um, yeah, he's got a he's got kids of his own now. And and doing well for himself and I'm, I'm very proud of him and uh yeah he should be working on the celebration beer for the for this trek uh as we speak well probably not as we speak but <laughs> <laughs> nice and how about your parents your parents still with us yes um they are both in eastern north carolina still and uh yeah okay just living life now, do your parents and your your little brother do they have opinions on what you're doing? Oh, you know, at first everyone thought I was crazy. Um, now my my parents and my my brother have at least uh, resigned themselves to the fact that this works for me, um, and and they they are indeed supportive. Um, uh, I spoke with my grandma yesterday and she told me, I still don't understand. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, even though they, they may not understand, they, they, they get it and, uh, they're, they're supportive. Okay. And do you have a significant other? Uh, I have a girlfriend, um, and, uh, I'm, Probably after the FKT attempt, uh, the, the plan is to take about a week off and I'm probably going to go spend that with her. So that'll be a nice little break. Um, I'll I'm sure I'll sleep the first three or four days, but, you know, sorry about that in advance. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Now, does she also hike? Uh, she has hiked the PCT and the CDT, uh, okay. as well as the AZT, and we hiked the Lone Star Trail together, um, and then a lot of other other stuff as well. You know. Okay, so out of the last two plus years, how much how much eternal time has she had? Oh, very very little. <laughs> <laughs> um, she has got to be one of the most patient people I've ever I've ever known. Uh, definitely a saint. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy, uh, to, to be able to know her and looking forward to spending some more time with her. I think that'll be good. And does she have a trail name? Uh, smiles. Smile. Well, the, hey, there you go. Smiles. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's always nice when you find yourself, uh, partnered with someone who really gets you. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, it is very helpful. Um, someone who you know understands how to be supportive and understands when you know maybe you you just need that that time to you know do what you do um and uh you know we we do try to talk as much as possible and uh and i i think that's helpful for both of us uh i would you know obviously i'd love to be able to get in more uh facetime uh but you know it, that'll come. Okay. And two questions before we go to break. 
First question is, how much does it cost to do a 16,000 mile hike? I mean, what kind of, what uh, kind of uh, resources do you have to accumulate to, to have that undertaking? So I plan for just over $2 a mile. And um, since beginning over the last two years, since beginning this trek, my average cost per mile has gone up, oh, about 60%. So I'm averaging um, maybe a buck 50 a mile now, kind of depending on, um, you know, how much I eat in town. Um, and that kind of thing. Um, it, yeah, it's, you know, it's just, it's definitely getting more expensive. Uh, I've currently put somewhere in the neighborhood of 25, 26,000 into it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it, it that's an additional stressor and, and something you have to be concerned with out here. You know, there's, there's spreadsheets for everything and, you know, half the time your spreadsheets have spreadsheets and, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, there, there's a lot to balance. This is doing something like this is always a balancing act. And, uh, you know, I, uh, for the last probably, I'm going to say eight months or so, um, I've really, really reduced, uh, things like hotel stays, um, to, to next to nothing, uh, because, you know, anytime you go into town and you eat and you stay in a hotel that just eats into the budget quick. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's always a balancing act, you know, but fortunately like across the prairies, uh, North Dakota was really good about it because they have a lot of, of traveling oil workers. Um, so most of the cities had, or towns had a little town park and would allow camping and someone sometimes they had showers um you know and they're typically relatively inexpensive you know so you you find things like that quite a bit and you know you just make it work um okay and follow-up question to that my second question is what did you do before you started off on the hike to accumulate that money how did how did you pay the bills or how are you paying the bills uh so my previous uh career was as a chef um and you know you do the best you can um i've been fortunate to pick up uh, a a few um a, a few sponsorships uh along the way and and some folks uh just out in the wild we'll say uh contributing and it has helped tremendously um, definitely helps the, the, the savings stretch a little bit farther. <laughs> now taking us into break, uh, share with us your favorite meal to prepare. Oh man. Uh, I have so many of them. Um, you know, I, I do this backcountry burrito thing. That's kind of a staple of mine. And a matter of fact, today I was able to use a kitchen and, and cook off and dehydrate a bunch more black beans. Um, so I've got those prepped out. Uh, and so I do like bat, black beans and, uh, parboiled, uh, or instant, um, brown rice. Uh, and then I'll sear off like some spam and go in there. Sometimes I'll do some dried chiles, throw in some, uh, ch some cheddar cheese and make, get it all gooey. Um, and if you got like some, uh, some, uh, chicharrones, uh, pork skins, um, then crumble that in there. You make a, a tortilla or a burrito out of it, man. 
That's some good uh, that, stuff. That is a backcountry delicacy, and I appreciate you sharing that. But I meant <laughs> in your chef life, when you were a chef, oh. what, the, oh, what was your I favorite you. meal to prepare as a chef? Oh, uh, whew, that's a tough one. Um, I loved working with vegetables, but I, I, I really love, you know, um, whole animals or large chunks of meat as well. Um, so I love doing like a whole pig. And that kind of comes from, I think, uh, growing up uh, on the coast of North Carolina, where we have, you know, big hog pits. Uh, and, and they're, you know, they're basically a giant drum and you, uh, you have to create all your own coals and, and keep and it cooks for like 24 hours, but it's the most amazing thing. You know, it's, it's really just monitoring your heat. You know, it's, it's the, it's the science behind it. It's the artistry that comes with it. I think that that really draws me to something like that. All right. There you have it. You heard, uh, about two delicious meals right there. One practical for the backcountry and one sounding not not too practical, impractical for the backcountry. A little bit impractical. I mean, it can be done. Uh, <laughs> I did do it. I did do a. Uh, I packed out a nine-pound pork roast to one of the shelters that has a whole <laughs> bunch of accoutrements on the AT, and a bunch of us got together and we packed out so much food and uh, ended up having a four-course dinner um, with, with cocktails and, and everything, uh, it all cooked over open fire and it was, it was amazing. <laughs> oh man. I wish I was part of that family. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get, we're going to get down into what, uh, what Eternal has been doing for the last few months. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. From the backcountry to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water, using time-released liposome technology, topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going, knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. Six Moon Designs has been innovating ultralight backpacking gear for the past 20 years. With a wide range of products ranging from ultralight shelters to backpacks and accessories like their extensive line of trekking umbrellas, Six Moon Designs is sure to have a great piece of gear for your needs. With the company philosophy being that gear should aid one's experience, not define it, Six Moon Designs thinks the more time people spend outside the natural world, the better off this world will be. And remember, go wild, live young. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then, you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. 
since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like my creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Yeah, welcome back. We are talking to Eternal Jason O'Cook. Uh, Jason O. Period Cook, who is out there on the Infinity <laughs> Trail right now. I'm going to clarify that. And, you know, the last time we talked, you were under a tarp. I think it was snowing. It was dark it was. out. Uh, it, was, it was one of the better YouTube videos <laughs> that I've got on my, my collection. You, you did a great job out there in the right on, man. talking to us. It was fantastic. Right Where on. were you? Where were you exactly when we had that conversation? Uh, I was uh, just outside of Cumberland Gap uh, National Historic Park. Um, so, and right outside of Cumberland Gap, the town, um, well, not right outside, but anyway. Um, and so that's basically the, where Kentucky, Virginia, and Tennessee all come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, um, it was snowing lightly. Well, it was a mix of rain and snow at that point. Uh, and, you know, just a, just another night. <laughs> and since that time, where have you, where, where have you, where have you walked? Take us through the um, basic path that has led you to where your current point is. So I walked, I made my way over to the Appalachian trail, uh, went up the AT, went across basically the Northern Midwest, the mid East and all that. Um, and now I'm in Glacier. <laughs> so how many miles uh, since then? Uh, I, I want to say three, four, somewhere in that range, probably around four. Yeah. Okay. You know, I talked to, um, professor the other day. Carl. Oh, nice. Yeah. Carl Stanfield. I think it's his last name. Stanfield. I don't remember his last name. <laughs> yeah, and he he is uh, undertaking a similar feat. Um, you you you're going sixteen thousand miles in in more than two years. He is looking to try and become the person who has walked the the most amount of miles in a single calendar year. Yeah. Um. I I have chatted with him briefly over over uh social media um man i'm i'm like super super stoked about his journey um i'm loving watching it uh he and he is crushing it man it is it is great to see and just one of the nicer humans you'll you'll find too absolutely it's uh it's uh so it's really great to see somebody like that you know pulling off something that's just so badass mm-hmm. you know um definitely an inspiration to me yeah what do, you, what do you think the most important characteristic is for somebody who wants to or who is successful at doing these long distance i mean seriously long distance you with sixteen thousand miles that he's trying to do i think uh 10 11 000 miles in a calendar year what, what yeah. is one of the most important Personality traits uh, or characteristics you think would would benefit somebody? Um, so I always say adaptability is the best ability, um, and the way or the way you are able to adapt is by appropriately preparing yourself. So you have 
you have the the knowledge, you have uh, a plan that will give you um, a minimum uh, level of of necessary um, exertion to to achieve your goal, and then you can you can start to adjust that plan as you go. Uh, basically, the way I've handled this is I try to at every junction have four or five possibilities. Uh, and then based on ground conditions at the, at the time, I can, I can adjust on the fly. Um, so I, I think adaptability uh, is, is one of the best abilities you can have when doing something like this. Um, and again, that goes back to the brain. Uh, and then after that, um, you know, it's just sometimes it's just focusing on the next step or the next breath. And it's really, you know, it's, it's really, I think, putting the, the, the possibility of failure out of your mind. Um, you know, obviously arrogance is, is not what you want. Um, it's not going to get you anywhere, but, uh, but you have to, you, you have to settle yourself on the fact that you're going to be uncomfortable. And a lot of times, sometimes this is going to really hurt. Um, and sometimes it's going to be the best thing that you could ever better than you could ever possibly imagine. But you have to, you have to be okay with going through those ups and downs and, and finding, finding your rhythm. Um, yeah, I think that, I think that's great. I'm going to, I'm going to pull out two little pieces there that you, you went over that I've heard repeatedly from other folks as well that I think really resonate. One is that, that first part about uh, adaptability, flexibility. Yeah. If you're the kind of person that everything has to go a certain sequence, everything has to fall into place. You've got a game plan and you're going to follow that game plan faithfully without deviation then maybe long distance walking through hiking is, is not for you because everybody starts off with a plan, but you know, after day one, you're, you're already making adjustments. What was it? Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. That's exactly uh, it. <laughs> and I, I mean, trails are going to punch you in the face <laughs> a lot. Um, I mean, that's just the way it goes. And you, you have to be okay with that. You have to be um, malleable uh, and, and, just continue to move forward um, and figure out how, you know, problem solving is, is, it's hugely important. And then, um, and then managing the, the fear that comes along with doing something like this. Uh, that's, you know, that's something you have to get comfortable with and, and start to understand so that you can continue to push those boundaries. And I think that's really the, the way you manage that fear is, you know, you're, you're continually, continually pushing yourself further and further and, and out just a little outside of that comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and, and then you look back and you're like, holy crap, <laughs> <laughs> I've done some cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. The second piece I wanted to pull out of that was uh, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Oh yeah, man. You have to, you have to realize that there are going to be some pretty sucky times out there and you're just gonna, you know, don't, don't be discouraged. Just deal with it and, and, and try and get through it. You know, I've absolutely, I'm, I am by no means an endurance athlete like yourself, but I have run four marathons and the first marathon, first marathon, I showed up to that starting line, just, you know, excited. And, and (laughs) I've been excited every time after, but the, the second, the third and the fourth time I towed the line and I said to myself, 
this is going to suck at times. This is, this is, <laughs> this is going to hurt and we're going to do this anyway and we're not going to quit. Yeah. And I mean, your, your brain will, will start to do all sorts of stuff like, Hey, we're, we're going to hurt ourselves if we keep doing this. So, you know, I mean, you'll start to hallucinate. You'll start, you know, you'll, you'll, your brain will go to some very dark places, but that's, you know, that's also one of the great things about doing this is you really, you get to understand those dark places. And that's, that's part of uh, the, the pushing that's part of the fear management um, strategy and, and pushing yourself outside of that comfort zone. And, you know, growth never happens from a place of comfort. Um, so either you're pushing or you're not, or you're dying, you know? Um, that's so, yeah. great. Yep. That's great. Now we, we've mentioned the infinity loop a couple of times here on, on this episode. And I, I bet there's some people out there who, if they haven't Googled it, they're scratching their heads and they're saying, well, what the heck is the infinity trail? I've never heard of this thing before. So eternal, you want to, you want to kind of give us the, the background and the logistics on what is the infinity trail? So it's, it's basically just a 16,000 mile figure eight through the country. Uh, it hits all three of the triple crown. Um, I it's, it's essentially a combination of established trails, uh, backcountry bushwhacking and some road walking where necessary. Um, you know, Sometimes it's rail trail conversions. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, a little local trail and, you know, you see the kids, it's, it's like that meme. You see the, the, the kid with the naked Barbie and the, in the Crocs, you know, and you're cruising now with the full pack and, and everything else. And, uh, you know, everybody's like, where's this guy going? (laughs) 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 Um, but you know, you get to see a lot of, uh, of really cool stuff that you wouldn't, you wouldn't never necessarily see, um, unless you were getting kind of off the beaten path, even though you're still on a beaten path. Um, and then, like I said, a lot of back, back country bushwhacking and, um, you know, I did the like 700 mile bushwhack from the Grand Canyon to the PCT. Um, yeah, there's just, it's just a lot of, uh, you just make a route, <laughs> um, you know, and there, obviously there's, there's better places than others. And when it comes to road walking, the first, the, the first choice is always the nearly abandoned dirt road or the four wheel drive roads, you know, and then you work your way up in there and pretty much never on something like an interstate or anything like that. You know, that's, that's just silly. Um, yeah. And the infinity loop, this but is yeah, something of, of uh, creation. Try to be on trail as much as possible. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're having another problem here. No, you're oh, good. There. You're good. Okay. You're good. So um, uh, infinity loop, you, you, you came up with the infinity loop. It did not exist before you, you kind of came up with it. Right. Uh, this is uh, my own route um, that I'm doing. Uh, and... It's, I couldn't imagine doing it any other way. Like I, I love the choose your own adventure sort of deal. That's why the, the CDT is my favorite of the, of the big three, you know, um, it, it really has that sort of ingrained into it. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoy that aspect and I, I enjoy getting away um, from, from, you know, what, everybody else does uh not that i'm necessarily encouraging that uh you know 
I'm not encouraging trespassing or anything like that, of course, you know, um, uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes. Now, Eternal, you, it, you've mentioned you've mentioned a couple of times earlier on about, you know, the, the like you feel like you've leveled up. And I just want to say you mentioned choose your own adventure. I mean, to most people, that would be, you know, hey, we're going to go to the beach today or we're going to go, <laughs> go to a, a three mile hike today. That's the adventure we're going to take today. And you have leveled up the concept of choose your own adventure because you've chosen to do a 16,000 mile hike. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, um, we touched on last time, this also being, uh, intended to give me the space necessary to, to fix the brokenness that was in me, within me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so, you know, even after some of the other long trails, I just, I just knew there was more, I knew I had more in me, you know, and so I, I kept going and I kept planning bigger and, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like this might quench my thirst for a little while. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see how all that goes. Um, okay. Yeah. Now <laughs> I, I, I think it reintegrating after this is going to be interesting, but, uh, I have a, I have a few aspects of my, of, of a, a reintegration plan. So I think that's going to be helpful, you know, okay. making sure I get, making sure I get out there enough. I, I want, I do want to talk about the brokenness. I want to talk about, you know, mental and physical health and care out on the trail, but before we get there, so put, put a pin in that, we're going to come back to that right after this. I just want to say that after our first episode, one of the most commented portions of the episode was your story about uh, your encounter with the KKK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People were, were genuinely concerned for you and were concerned <laughs> that, uh, you know, did he report this to anybody? Because, you know, no, nobody should have to go through what you went through. Right. Um, so I, I spoke with some police officers and I have not followed up with it since then. Um, uh, but also at the at the time my my only focus was you know putting space between me and them yeah. um and uh i i also am continuing uh walking around the country and there is a certain amount of uh discretion i think necessary prudence i believe prudence. is the better word Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that is necessary. Necessary. Um, I don't want to, uh, you know, encourage future encounters. Um, <laughs> so, you know, yes, I, I spoke with some folks about it, uh, but yeah. <laughs> okay. And we're not going to go into a whole lot of detail on this episode. I hope I've piqued your interest if you're listening and you're like, what is the story about the KKK? That, he, that they're talking about. If you want to hear about this and about the decision that Eternal had to make out there on the fly about whether or not to get into a strange person's vehicle, uh, tune in to season four, episode one. Uh, it's a it's a har harrowing, hair-raising story. Uh, you should really uh, listen to. It was a, a sphincter clincher for me. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Okay. Now, you mentioned a little bit earlier that – being out on this 16,000 mile two plus year hike was a way to fix the brokenness with, within. Yeah. You. Do you care to share 
you know, in what ways, uh, is that too personal for me to ask? In what ways do you feel like, mm. uh, <laughs> you're broken? uh, uh, I mean, we've all got brokenness, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's something broken in all of us. Um, uh, I, I think that's just part of the human condition. Um, I think the, and, and maybe broken isn't always the right word. Sometimes it is the right word, but maybe it's not always the right word. Maybe it's just, uh, um, maybe it's, it, it's just, a a, a lack of, of, of synchronization in the various parts of life and your brain and your body. And, you know, uh, I, maybe it's, it's just figuring out how to, how to get through this life. And, uh, I think, I think that's, that's a big part of it for, for all of us in general is, is figuring out how to navigate this world and this life in a way that we feel comfortable and we can get to the end of it saying, you know what? All right. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with that life. And, uh, yeah, I mean, after, after, uh, many life experiences, uh, I, th- there was trauma and whatnot to get through, um, you know, from, from many eras of my life. Uh, but you just, you know, part of this was going out and, and working through it a step at a time. And I finally got to the point where, you know, one day I was, I was walking up a hill. I, I want to say it was in Colorado and, uh, my shadow was being cast in front of me. Uh, not, not an unusual thing, you know? Uh, but I, I looked down and my first thought was I'd follow that guy. And it hit me. That's the first time I ever felt that way about myself, you know? And, uh, so I, it's, it's gradually progressed from, you know, me feeling as, um, I did, uh, I, I did attempt suicide, uh, at one point in life. Um, and, uh, you know, coming back from that, th- this lifestyle was, was helpful, was very, very helpful. Um, and, and reconfiguring my life and my brain in a way that, that I can move forward, uh, in a, a healthy manner. Um, that was really the focus was, was just getting to a point where I could move forward Uh period and then move forward in a, in a positive direction. And, uh, I've gotten to the point now where I am, I'm so far beyond anything I could have ever imagined at that point of my life that, uh, I just, I just, I want to see how much farther it goes, you know? (laughs) Well, you know what? Eternal, thank you so much for that. I apologize for asking the uncomfortable question, but I know that there are there may be folks out there who are listening to this who who may find themselves in a similar position and, and will benefit from hearing what you've had to go through and, and what you're doing to to deal with that. And so I have a, a follow-up I, question. Uh two questions actually. I think they're the same question, just asked a different way. What answers did you find out on the trail? Or or what is it about God? being on the trail that has, has helped fix some of these things. 
Um, so there have been several aspects that I find very helpful. Uh, the kinetic meditation that I, I practice, you know, it's really, it starts as a focus on the breath. Um, it, it moves into, uh, uh, mentally examining every aspect of my, my body or every part of my body, every aspect of my form, um, making small adjustments to things like posture, uh, stride, uh, all for the, the goal of, uh, greatest efficiency and, and economy of motion and, you know, at least impact on the joints and things like that. So it's the singular focus that's sustained over a longer period of time. Um, and that has helped me to cultivate a calm, clear mind. Uh, and, you know, obviously many other things play, play into that. It's the, 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 the communing with nature, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, it's the, uh, you know, it, it's the movement. It's uh, the, the ability to find that quiet uh, not just in my external environment, but in my internal environment as well. Um, these things have allowed me to to maintain, not only obtain, but maintain a clarity and peace of mind I've never experienced under any other circumstances. And from that state of mind, then I've been able to logically address my issues and, and begin to build uh, better habits, build uh, systems that actually work um, you know, just the, the, all the little minutia of life, you know, just rebuild it from the ground up. <laughs> um, and that was sort of my strategy with handling all that. Nice. And you, you mentioned resynchronization once you get off the trail and you're, you're back in uh, town life or, or city life. Uh, wh what does that look like? Do you have any ideas about how you make that adjustment from trail to town? Uh, it's nerve wracking and I'm trying not to think about it until after I'm done with, uh, this FKT, but, uh, yeah, I have, you know, there, so diet is going to be hugely important, uh, getting sufficient exercise. Um, we'll see how this FK, FKT attempt goes, but I may continue to pursue some things like that. Um, uh, I think ensuring that I have sufficient, uh, time out in the woods and, you know, that could be hiking, running, whatever the case may be, uh, to, to recenter myself after interactions. That's, that's something that I've learned that as part of this lifestyle works really well. You go into town, you have interactions, you go out of town, you have time alone, you go into town, you have interactions, you go in, out of town, you have time alone. And that time alone allows me to, to basically process all that's happened to gather my thoughts and, and be prepared for the next round of interactions. So I, I, I think keeping that particular balance will be very important. Um, as, as I said, uh, diet and, and, and things like that will also come into play. Um, I, I don't see myself necessarily going back to a nine to five gig or, um, uh, you know, necessarily living in a city. Um, I think, uh, ideally it would be a little more rural, um, with easy access to the outdoors. Nice. There's a lot of complicated issues right there. A lot of big factors. Let me just ask one of the simple, the simpler questions. And that is what about sleeping on a bed again? 
you know, Norman Clyde, uh, one of the early Sierra pioneers out there who did a lot of exploring in the backcountry. in his later years, he would sleep in his front yard. He couldn't sleep in a bed anymore. I don't know, man. Uh, I've <laughs> had the opportunity to sleep in a bed these last uh, few days and holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know there's some there's some things about about civilization that you're just like hey this might be worth it <laughs> you know flush toilets refrigerators air conditioning uh hot showers and and beds i mean there there that being said uh i do have to uh i am going to have to spend sufficient time outdoors in order to be able to balance it out. You know, it's, it's, it, it's amazing to have a bed and a hot shower and, you know, a cold box for stuff, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think there's a balance to be struck. Uh, and I, I, I think it's really, that's, that's what life is about. in, in general is, is finding that balance. Totally agree. I mean, for all of the the different ways that society, that city life can pull us down, there are some some really good amenities that we can take advantage of and still maintain that balance between uh, work and play, between you know city and rural, uh, getting out there and getting after it. Yeah. That's the way. That's a healthy healthy approach to life. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and. You know that's uh, that's basically the way I'm I'm trying to uh, present myself in, in general is you know in a a constructive manner. Um, if I continue to build myself up, I can potentially bring some others up with me. Uh, that that you know that's the that's the idea there. Okay. Hey, Jason, you know where we are. <laughs> where are we the pro tip insight of the week we are at the pro <laughs> tip inside of the week that time of the episode where you get to share some trail wisdom with our listeners to make their next outdoor experience even better whether it's a five mile five mile day hike or a, a 16,000 mile uh, two-year hike so what do you have for us uh, i'm gonna go with stretching this time man um, I think a lot of people uh, neglect that, and sometimes I neglect it, and my body just screams until I listen. Uh, but stretching is is very important, and you got to you got you want to do a pretty thorough stretch. Uh, you know, not just the major muscles, but all the little uh, stabilizer muscles and things like that as well. And as you start to build your range of motion, you just you just kind of notice that everything feels a little bit better in general, and, and your your hikes will go a lot smoother and you won't be a sore and uh, you'll end up finding you can, you can do more over time. Okay. So there you have it. That's it. This episode is just about in the books. Hope our listeners enjoyed our time with eternal. Want to thank him for joining us this week. Uh, Jason, how can our listeners keep up with you on social media and where can they find updates on your latest adventures? Uh, so cooked photo on Instagram that is C-O-O-K-E-D-P-H-O-T-O, -O -O, all one word, all lowercase, and then through hiking the nation. And that is T-H-R-U-H-I-K-I-N-G, the nation, all one word, uh, on Facebook. 
And will you be posting updates on your FKT attempt on the PNT there? I will. And uh, I'm actually planning to post a, uh, a link to the Garmin tracking. Oh, fantastic. Um, so, yeah, so you can follow along with the live tracking. Outstanding. All right. Hey, remember to check out the pod on social media as well. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you have comments or clips you want to share, you can send it to me at johnfreakamir at gmail.com. The Adventure Media Recommendations. Thanks, Half Calf. Hey, Jason, I'm also looking to you to share a recommendation for a book, a movie, documentary, some sort of outdoor adventure media that's going to keep our listeners connected to the trail. Call this our Adventure Media Recommendation. you have anything you'd like to recommend? Um, so last time I think it was, uh, trespassing across the, the U S or I forget trespassing across the nation. I think it was, um, and, uh, you know, I like to get off the, the beaten path like that. Um, but this, and also it's it, for me, reading is, is a bit of a, um, a distraction, I guess. Uh, but I still like to keep it within the, a lot of times within the adventure realm. So I'm going to go with the classic and say uh, on the road, Jack Kerouac. Um, I just love the writing and it's, you know, it's not exactly a, a, a trail per se book, but it is um, it's a great adventure book and the writing is just wonderful. Yeah. Great adventure book. He's working on himself. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be had there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you. And what have we not asked you? Before we wrap oh, things up, our last segment, uh, we call this, what have I not asked you that you're dying to tell us about? What did we miss? What did we leave out? Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I, see, I've been, I've been trying to think of, of something for this segment. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm struggling uh, because about the only thing I can think of right now is is what I need to do to get this FKT done and to get the infinity loop done. Um, but so I think uh, I, I've got some mental performance tips uh, because the mental aspect uh, of doing something like this is is by far the biggest challenge. Yes, the the physical challenge is tremendous. But really, when it comes down to it, it's the mental aspect. Um, so one, uh, systems. Uh, systems for everything. Uh, the specific order in which I pack my pack, my diet and nutrition, budget, you know, everything has a system. And that way, even when I'm dead tired, my brain isn't working, my body isn't working, I'm still able to continue moving forward. Um, and then uh, the kinetic meditation. I think uh, spending that that ex that sustained singular focus, that time doing that, really helps. Like I said, cultivate a calm, clear mind. And if you're going to be able to face uh, some of the bigger challenges, then you're going to need to to operate from a a place of focus. Uh, and and that kinetic meditation really helps with that. And uh, then the other thing is. Yeah, it may get really, really crappy sometimes, but always enjoy it. Never forget to enjoy it. You know, I even on the worst days, I try to find that one thing um, that that I can be like, wow, that was, you know, that's really cool. 
Um, and, and, you know, even on the crappiest days, find one thing, you know, sometimes you'll find a lot more, but, but find at least one and, and remember to enjoy it. That is great advice. All right. Hey, that's a wrap from the John freaking Muir studio. Any shout outs to friends and family, Jason? Uh, let me say, uh, another shout out to my son, uh, Christian, um, I miss you, uh, and, uh, to smiles, uh, miss you too. And, um, uh, let's go with my brother. Um, uh, looking forward to seeing you again, brother. And, uh, I'll, uh, I appreciate you guys having me tonight. All right. Well, Hey, thank you for tuning in. Always remember the trail is the trail. It doesn't care if you want to go downhill. It doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. It doesn't even care if you've always wanted to do something ridiculous. The trail is the trail. Embrace the suck.